Hello everyone. My name is Stephen Hoffman and I am a proud Luritja and Warra man who was born and raised on Larrakia country. I have strong ties to the Larrakia land and the Larrakia people. On behalf of the Back Row podcast, I want to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which this podcast has been recorded on both the Rawadiri country in Nam and the Larrakia country in Garamilla. And I would like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, knowledge and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hello and welcome to The Back Row, the podcast for Australia's youth where we explore education beyond the classroom and dive into the life lessons that matter most. Here at The Back Row, we believe that education goes far beyond the four walls of a classroom and that every young person deserves the chance to reach their full potential. Each week, we'll bring you stories to help navigate the challenges of growing up and to make the most of your unique skills and abilities. This week, we'll be discussing stepping out of our comfort zones and discover what lies beyond them. Whether you're looking to make a major life change or simply want to expand your horizons, this podcast will provide you with the insights, inspiration and tools to help you do just that. So, wherever you're listening, this is The Back Row. Welcome back everyone and welcome to episode two. This week we are talking all things comfort zone, what we can do to step out of it and how to overcome the fear that holds us back from our growth. But before we get into that Sky, we would like to introduce a new little segment you'll hear at the start of every podcast, which is our sweet and sour segment. So Sky, what was your sweet and sour for the week? I love this segment. I'm so excited that we're bringing it in. It's a little bit like what's the good, what's the bad, but sweet and sour just makes it cuter. <laughs> so mine mine is actually both rolled into one. My sweet and sour is the same. So my sweet and sour is that I got to catch up with you live oh. and in the flesh while you were here in Melbourne. And that was so, so, so sweet. The sour is that I only got to see you for a couple of hours. Um, Amanda... What was your sweet and sour? Oh, it was just the best to see you, however briefly. My sweet this week has definitely been spending time with young people at youth leadership conferences across the country. Shout out to all of my friends that I've seen this week. My sour has probably been having very little recharge time in between events and travel, but totally worth it. And I have been loving seeing all of your updates and really wish I could be on tour with you, but it looks like you're all having a blast. So Amanda, without further ado, let's get stuck into this week's topic. Let's give the people what they want. So this week's topic is such an important one and I'm really excited to dive on in. But I suppose before we start, we should probably cover what a comfort zone actually is before we get into the nitty gritty. So Amanda, how would you describe a comfort zone? Oh, great question. Well, firstly, I guess it's important to mention that as comfort zone is a place that is unique to you. So no one will have the same comfort zone exactly like you. It holds everything you're completely comfortable with. 
When we're in our comfort zone, we feel safe, secure and in control. And it's where we tend to spend a lot of our time. It actually sounds pretty sweet to me. So what I'm hearing is that it's essentially a space where everything we do is comfy and it feels like it has little to no risk involved. Would that pretty much sum it up? Absolutely. That's a perfect sum up. So Sky, I wonder, what are some things that might be inside your comfort zone? Things that you feel completely safe and secure doing? Hmm. Well, I have been actively working on expanding my comfort zone for about 10 years now. and We'll touch on that a little bit later. But I have so many things that are unique to me and my comfort zone. Just like the listeners, you'll have things that are unique to you and your comfort zones. So for me, things like talking to new people, public speaking, skateboarding and relaxing with a big old book are things that I feel safe, secure and pretty in control while I'm doing them. Oh, I love these. But OK, I have to say skateboarding is definitely not something that's in my comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest, it wasn't in mine to begin with either. And I can tell you that I have the scars and the broken ankle memories to prove it. (laughs) But I'm all over it now. I love it. My comfort zone probably contains a cheeky scroll on the socials, (laughs) a few Netflix shows, chatting to new people and presenting to youth. Honestly, I would probably fill every day with a mix of these four things if I could. I wonder what some of the things are in our listeners' comfort zones. Take a moment and think about a few things that you feel completely safe, secure and comfortable doing. They are in your comfort zone. So other than being comfortable and secure... Are there other benefits to our comfort zone? I feel like the comfort zone always gets such a bad rap. And I've seen this like little cartoon a million times that you might have seen as well. It says something like, the comfort zone is a great place, but nothing ever grows there. And it's like this dead space image with like plants that aren't growing. And I just don't love it. (laughs) Yes, I've seen that one. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think just just, like we just need to give our comfort zone a little more credit than that and to touch on a few of the things that can actually be really helpful for. So when we're operating in our comfort zone, we have reduced stress. It's easier to think clearly. And when we're not in that stress state, do you know what I mean? So I think it's actually quite beneficial. Can you think of any other positive reasons to be in our comfort zone? Mm. I also think along with reduced stress, what goes hand in hand with that is an increase in our confidence. So when we're taking actions we're comfortable with, we feel safe with and we're essentially successful at, it builds our self-belief, right? Yeah, it's just made me think too. It also provides like a time for reflection and to recharge because we're on the go all of the time and stepping out of our comfort zone could be really exhausting as well. So being in our comfort zone gives us that space to reflect and to recharge, which are actually two important things for our growth. And as you know, Amanda, one of my favourite all-time sayings is, you can't give from an empty bucket. And I think that's true for everyone. So taking this time out in our comfort zones to reflect and to recharge is actually necessary to function at our highest capacity. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So many benefits to being in it but also benefits to stepping out. So I guess the question for some of our listeners might be, if it's so safe and secure and we have control, why would we ever want to leave? What happens when we do step out of the zone? What opportunities, what growth, what transformation can we experience when we choose to venture into the unknown? Into the unknown. (laughs) 
I don't even know if that's the right tune from Frozen, Amanda. I don't but. think it is. <laughs> it's definitely wrong, but that's okay. Um, also, we've had this conversation about you singing and I'm pretty sure we made a pact before we started this podcast that it wouldn't include singing. Okay, all right. I'll remove my... <laughs> I'll remove my singing. This is a safe place. It's all right. This can be part of your comfort zone. Thanks for having my back, everyone. (laughs) Going back to answering your question, the reason why we would leave our comfort zone is very connected to our pursuit of growth and goals. So stepping outside the comfort zone builds our resilience, increases our problem solving, exposes us to new experiences and ultimately gives us greater opportunities in life and enables us to reach our full potential. Whilst a comfort zone is a beautiful place and we recharge there when we're in that place, we're not growing or expanding. Okay, fine. I'm convinced. While I can see the benefit of the comfort zone, I can also see the benefits of leaving it. And I suppose my question is, though, and and maybe our listeners are wondering this too, is how do we actually do it? Like, there is always going to be some level of fear involved with making a leap to do anything that's not our usual, right? So how do we actually make that step out of our comfort zone? Absolutely. And you know, there's actually such a big reason why we feel that fear. When we're leaping out of the comfort zone and towards the growth zone, there is literally a fear zone that sits between the two. So there's actually no real option of entering the growth zone without experiencing that fear. And that's zone is actually a protective mechanism instilled by our brains. They're wired to protect us from the unknown, which is super useful when we're doing things like crossing a busy road or even navigating the Sahara Desert, (laughs) but not quite so necessary when we're doing something like raising our hand in class. You know, we love their sophistication, we love our brain's skill, but that level of protection can sometimes feel a bit extreme. Yeah, totally. And we're not crossing the Sahara every day, are we? So we probably don't get it to be on that level all the time. No. I'm just thinking it's probably useful to go over some strategies then to kind of like rewire our brain to make sure that we can take these steps with confidence. I guess one of the easiest ways to think about this is considering um, or reflecting on just the last time that we learned a new skill, which makes me think of like when I was in high school, I really wanted to join the debate team, but I had never debated before. And I was super nervous about going along to that first meeting because it was way out of my comfort zone, like kilometers and kilometers out of my comfort zone. Oh my goodness, Sky! I was also on the debate team in high school. I, I don't know if we've had this conversation. It was also so out of my comfort zone. That's actually hilarious. I didn't know that about you. I guess mm. you learn something new every day. There we go. So I decided that this whole debating thing Thing could be done in baby steps. And I mean, what I mean by that is in my head, I was like, okay, before I am actually standing in front of an audience doing any kind of debate, there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen before that. So if I just focus on what the next thing is that I have to do, and I do that, instead of thinking about the big picture, I thought maybe it would be easier for me to move ahead with this goal that I had. So the very first step, I suppose, was just to attend a meeting. And that wasn't so far out of my comfort zone. Like I could do that. I'd been to meetings before. And so I went along to the meeting and as I did that, 
I guess my confidence increased a little, you know, and then the next step was forming teams. And there are a few people I knew and a few I didn't. And I ended up in a team with a mix of both. And I got talking and they were really lovely and had some great ideas. And I was like, okay, this is great. So it built my confidence a little bit more. And I still had that anxiety. Like my brain was still going, this is something new. You should be scared. But with every little step, it just seemed to get a bit easier. And then from there, my teacher was like, we'll do some practice debate topics. And we had a bit of a practice in class and it wasn't in front of everyone. It was just with our groups. And slowly I built up this confidence to a point where I actually achieved and went through with my first public debate, which was against another school. Ooh. We definitely lost. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the point was, is that it felt, it felt great to be doing it and to know that, you know, just a few weeks prior, it had felt like this huge thing that was so far out of my reach and so, so scary. And to know that I achieved that filled me with this huge sense of accomplishment. And I knew that I could, I could do hard things. I could do things that were out of my comfort zone. Mm. Oh, go you. I love this so much. And when I consider something that's way outside my comfort zone, I'm not sure about our listeners, but I so often feel kind of like dwarfed by this overwhelming task ahead of me. And when that happens, I feel like I can get stuck in that fear zone, you know, with a bit of anxiety and a bit of uncertainty. So breaking it down into little steps means that we're not pressuring ourselves to achieve this huge, grandiose thing. We're simply taking the first step and then the next step love that. Yeah, totally. And I think starting small is actually a really practical tool that our listeners can use when they're thinking about something they want to do, but maybe they're stuck in their comfort zone or they're struggling to break through that fear zone and getting into the growth zone. Mm, Yes. You know, there's another one of my favorite strategies when it comes to leaving the comfort zone, and that is focusing on the benefits of what we will get by taking this step, reframing our mindset. So rather than seeing it as this big, scary thing, thinking about it as an exciting opportunity. (laughs) I love this because I feel like it's so far away from how people actually feel when they step out of their comfort zone, because my brain's usually screaming, do not do this. Protect yourself, human. Oh my gosh, brains. Our brains are so funny. And in those moments, we need to remind ourselves we're not crossing the Sahara Desert, babe. There are very few wild animals and there's water taps for days when you join the debate team. (laughs) That's so true. And it is important to acknowledge that those big threat feelings exist in our brains, like they exist. And obviously that makes us at times feel that in our bodies as well, because we know that there's like a brain body connection. And that can be a really hard thing to navigate. I used to get like so annoyed when I was in school and teachers would say to me, just step out of your comfort zone, take a risk, step on out. Like it was that easy when it's not always like that. Sometimes it genuinely feels really hard to take that step. I feel like so often it feels super hard. But, you know, this is actually a great point because when we think about reframing our mindset, so much of that is connected to our internal dialogue or our self-talk, right? When we feel the fear zone here, I'm not sure about our listeners, but I know that my self-talk doesn't often do me many (laughs) favours. Yeah, me too. And this is when I put Harry Styles on repeat and I forget about everything going on in the world. (laughs) I love that. Effective strategy? Yes. (laughs) Always practical? Mm, 
Maybe not. We still need to take that leap at some point, right? Yeah. So seriously, reframing our self-talk is something you and I have chatted about for years. It can honestly be our biggest nemesis or we have the choice to make it our biggest cheerleader. Absolutely. And so this leads us to the second part of our strategy. Once we've broken down that goal into little steps, it's time to use our self-talk to be our best friend or our cheerleader like you are for me. You know, it reminds me of when I was completing my facilitation training in America. To this day, that training still holds some of the most incredible and scariest growth experiences of my life. On our second day there, I remember we were gathered in a large room with all of the participants from all over the world. And we were set a task to stand up in front of them and deliver a piece. And I honestly felt sucked into my fear like quicksand. I don't know if anyone else has ever had that moment where you're presented with a task or an opportunity and you know you're not going to leave, like you have to do it, but you feel that fear come on so strongly. In that moment, what I noticed was my self-talk was such a bully. It was saying things to me like, you can't do this. They'll laugh at you. You'll mess it up. You'll make mistakes. But because it was one of those situations, there's no way I was going to leave it. I really caught myself in that moment and decided to stop that bully self-talk and turn it into a cheerleader. I started saying things to myself like, I can do this. I will do my best. I'm still learning. I'm getting better and better every day. And I had these statements kind of milling around in my head and they didn't necessarily make me feel completely better. I remember I stood up in front of everyone and to this day, I still remember the fear present, but it meant that I could take action. I could take the next step and get onto that stage. I love this. And I mean, I've heard you tell that story before, Amanda, but it's so inspiring every time. And it also just reminds me to check in with my internal dialogue and to kind of recognize when am I being a bully to myself and when can I be more kind and use this internal dialogue that's really positive to kind of coach myself out of it. Mm. I think what's really cool is that it doesn't mean that your fear wasn't there. I mean, it's really obvious, like you still held on to fear, like fear was still in your brain and still in your body at that time. It just meant that you use this tool to be able to find find some inner strength to move through it. What's cool, I guess, is that every time we choose to step out of our comfort zone, we're also building that resilience because we're overcoming those fears. We're overcoming those anxieties or those stresses that we might um, feel. And building that resilience is honestly one of the best things that we can do. Yay for resilience building. And, you know, you mentioned speaking kindly to ourselves. I mean, kindness is free. Sometimes I think to myself, why would I be such a bully to me when I could instead be kind, when I could instead be a cheerleader, you know? So let's aim for kindness because it supports us stepping out of our comfort zone. You know, there's one more thing that really supports us in this. And I was actually amazed to learn that fear and excitement are the same physiological experiences in our bodies. Wait, so you mean that our body responds to both of those emotions, so fear and excitement, identically, like in the same way? Yes, it's crazy. So we can actually impact which feeling we experience through the use of our breath. 
follow along because this is an incredible strategy. When we feel fear or anxiety, so often our immediate response is to hold our breath and reduce our oxygen intake. But this response actually contributes to fear. On the other hand, when we intentionally take deep, slow breaths when feeling fear or anxiety, we can reduce its intensity. If we think for a moment about fear as a boat, taking those deep breaths actually takes the wind out of fear's sails. The boat starts to slow down and it has nowhere to go. And if we breathe for long enough, we can even move towards excitement. We can lift the sails and move the boat in a whole new direction. I love that analogy of the boat as well. That's so cool. And it's so funny you say this because I've read like sayings before that if you're feeling scared and excited about something, that that's the sign that you're meant to dive in and do it. Yes, me too. So (laughs) while it's easy to confuse our excitement with fear, if we take the time and tune into our bodies and breathe, it doesn't really matter which end of the spectrum we're at because through that breath we can move towards excitement and we can shift our direction and sky that is our three strategies for getting into our growth zone I love it but we don't need to do it all the time hey like I'm not about to get home from a full day of work sit down on the couch and be like oh no I'm not growing in this moment I better get out of my comfort zone and then jump up and start doing like parkour all around the lounge room (laughs) (laughs) like it's okay to be in your comfort zone but it's just as important to acknowledge how necessary it is to move forward in life by stepping out of it from time to time yeah And the great thing is, the more we do it, the better we get at it. So it's almost like stepping out of our comfort zone becomes a part of our comfort zone. That is like way too meta for me to comprehend. (laughs) (laughs) No, you've totally got it. But yes, every time we make that choice, we're expanding that zone and things that might have once seemed scary actually no longer seem as intimidating. Kind of like how skateboarding to you was a little intimidating at the start. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's great. So more growth leads to more comfort. Who would have thunk it? This has been such a great chat and I think a really important one for our listeners who might be sitting on the edge of their comfort zone and ready to dip their toes across that line and into something new or some new opportunities that might be headed their way. I love it. So how do we get started? So if I was a listener and I wasn't sure where to kind of start on this journey of leaving my comfort zone, what are some things that I could start doing? Well, excellent question. How about a list of 10 things I prepared earlier? (laughs) Give it to me. Okay, so strategies for supporting us to step outside of our comfort zones. Number one is to make an uncomfortable list. This is a list of things that we're not completely comfortable with, but actions we could take on a daily basis to help us get used to those feelings of being uncomfortable. Number two is to ask open-ended questions to the people around us because we never know where the conversation will lead us by doing that. Number three is to chat to someone new, regardless of where they're from or where you meet them. Strike up a conversation. Number four is to start small. Simply start with this next step. Number five is to say yes to something you haven't done before or try a new skill. 
Number six is to start a creative project. Number seven is to read a random book. Number eight is to watch a random TV show. I'm not sure if any of you are like me. I literally have TV shows that comfort me. And so watching a new show is like stepping out of my comfort zone. Number nine is to try a new food. And number 10 is to give a compliment to someone you don't know that well. Fun. These are great. I love it. And I know that you're someone that I know well, but I'm going to give you a compliment anyway. You are so good at what you do, Amanda, and I feel so incredibly lucky to know you. Oh, ditto, my girl. Straight back at you. I love it. So in summary, I think it's pretty safe to say that our comfort zone provides a pretty solid and also necessary foundation for our overall well-being. And there are loads of benefits from being in our comfort zone as well. But if we want to stretch and grow ourselves and embrace new opportunities at some point, then at some point we have to step out of it. Exactly. And doing that can be super scary. But now we have some tools to help us get out of that fear zone and into growth. The first tool was breaking it into smaller steps. Then we had practicing positive and internal dialogue to reframe our mindset. And finally, we had taking deep and slow breaths when we feel ourselves in that fear zone. And I guess the key is to find that balance between the comfort and safety of our comfort zones and the opportunities for growth and the learning that lie beyond it. How empowering to know we have a choice. I am choosing and I'm absolutely (laughs) choosing to grow, Amanda. Not always, but... But when I am ready to embrace new opportunities, I'll be making that leap. And I really hope that our listeners will too. I love it. And that just about brings us to the end. Thanks for the chat. Have a great week, friends. See you next time. Bye. Bye.